you'd like to help us pay our guests and produce the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash what's my thesis. And if you enjoy the show and just want to give us a five star rating, that really is helpful. And if you teach me something in the comments, I will read it on the show. Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. my thesis i'm your host javier proenza every week my guests and i share the answers we have found to the questions we have join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask what's my thesis i think that's the end of it yeah it's been so long <laughs> it's been a while since i've done it i was like i almost started it again so today my uh guest is uh i know her as erin 666 what's your actual last name damastus damastus mm-hmm. okay erin damastus 666. 666. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I uh, we are Instagram buddies that love cats. I think that that's going to come up. But I wanted to get into a little bit of like your background because I've been making an effort to not just have people from one background. And you come from a very specific uh, academic background mm-hmm. that <laughs> I want to get your thoughts on. Uh, where do you, where did you go to MFA? Uh, I did mine at CalArts. At CalArts. Mm-hmm. I got into CalArts. I ended up not going cause I was just like, it was like way late. It was like 2013. It would have been so expensive for me. Yeah. yeah it's not. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you go after 2013? I did, but. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was so tactless. I, yeah. It's, it's only getting worse. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and before that I went to Loyola in New Orleans, uh, for jazz. For jazz. That's right. So you're like, uh, I've seen pictures of you. You're like a concert pianist type. <laughs> yes. For better or for worse. <laughs> yeah. But did you go to, like, do they have a music program or you went to art school at CalArts? I did music. It was like a experimental composition degree. Okay. But I mean, I did a lot of more visual art in that sense, just because you can. Okay. You know, it's not really a conservatory, um, uh-huh. which is nice. Yeah. So is the conservatory scene a little bit too stuffy for you? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, at Loyola it was okay because it was liberal arts, but I was a jazz major, which is, it's just kind of a weird culture, like academic jazz. Uh huh. It's really, really competitive, very masculine. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was like the only girl for almost all four years in my department, in the whole department. Uh huh. And, Especially in New Orleans, it, uh, there's like a whole other layer oh, to that. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, so I went to school, and then I played gigs for like five years in New Orleans, and then I just quit. What made the change? Mm. Was there, it like, it's, I'm imagining like a lot of drinking, <laughs> you know, but yeah. as a native there maybe, or as someone that was living there, like maybe you're not drinking that much. No, I was drinking a okay. lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a real party culture, and it's very, like, old-school jazz, kind of. Like, you are you have to, like, make the hang or whatever, so you, like, go uh-huh. to your gig, people come to your gig and sit in and drink, and then you go to their gig after and sit in and drink, and then you all go out after, even later, and drink, uh-huh. you know, and that's how, like, you network, you know? That is a, a pretty interesting course of study to go into. Yeah. And then veer off from... Yeah, I think also, well, part of it is because I played piano since I was little, mm-hmm. like no, six or seven. And then basically the first or second year I started playing, I started doing competitions. Okay. And then I just did competitions, classical piano, all this stuff. Then I started jazz in middle school and then I did competitions and stuff for that and gigs. And it was just all the time. And so eventually I kind of started getting tired of gigging um, like, what was it about gigging that is like, is it just being out at night kind of thing? Partially. I, I, I'm, 
I wouldn't say I'm a morning person, but I'm definitely not like a late night. I don't do my best work like at midnight, you know, unless it's super weird. But like playing at like a cocktail bar, you have to still be kind of normal and personable and remember the songs that you're supposed to play. (laughs) When people (laughs) give you a request, you have to like reach into your brain and like try to remember the whole thing. Yeah. It's you have to be kind of on, but I guess like, yeah, I gigged for like five years after school and I was gigging during school also. And then I kind of noticed that. And this is as a pianist. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the gigs I were playing, I was playing was like, I was getting them from, from like professors who were like 67 years old. And I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know if I want to be doing this for that long, yeah. you know, uh, and if this is like the best kind of gigs I'm going to get and I just have to keep piecing together everything forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, don't you know that like, that's the dream now though, because everybody wants to be part of this gig economy, right? And so much flexibility and freedom. Oh, I'm sure it's all a choice. <laughs> well, it's, it, that, that actually is funny that, that, uh, Eddie just made me think about that because like the gig, the dream, you know, like it's sort of uh, fetishized or fantasized. Yeah. Like, oh, to be a gigging musician, like, or, oh, you know, no. to be a professional. Yeah. Yeah. Were there any opportunities to be like a session musician or is that, I'm sure that like that market is tiny. It's super tiny and not really existent in New Orleans. There's only a few mm. studios. Yeah. And they don't really hire other, like they just have their band go in and record. Like they yeah, don't yeah. do a lot of like, they don't pull from outside. Yeah. So, I mean, I was on some sessions and stuff, but, um, yeah, not really. I just was out all the time dragging my keyboard through the streets of New Orleans, <laughs> avoiding what keyboard? drunk people. <laughs> uh, the Nord Electro 3? Okay. The 3 or the 2? Don't remember. That's but, pretty nice. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. It's not too heavy, but it's still annoying. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, no, no. But I mean, I, it just seems like an expensive thing to be carrying around, no? Yeah, and there's a few times, you know, because people get wild in, in New Orleans. And mostly it's tourists who get that wild. But there'll be like drunk people on stage, like knocking your stuff over and like yeah. spilling their drink on your keyboard. Uh-huh. Like, just a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. It's a lot to do for like the amount of money you get for like each gig. You're just like, uh and how many would you string together a night? Just one or? Mm, the most I've ever done in a, I would say a day, because I started in the afternoon, was four. Uh-huh. See, it was like a couple two-hour gigs and like a four-hour gig, you know? <laughs> so you'd start at like 2 p.m. and end at 2 a.m. And you just kind of like go from each one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds exhausting. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. do a bunch of different genres, which can also be like mentally exhausting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have, that's like one of my things is that I always forget if like a chord is major or minor when I'm playing a chord progression and I'm like, oh, I got to get better about that. Or like you go and play like a pop gig and you're putting sevens and everything and you're like, this is not the right gig for this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So then what brought you, so like, uh, what, after you got burnt out, I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to frame it as burnt out. Is that what what it would, is that fair? Yeah, okay. I got burnt out. Uh, I mean, yeah, that anything you do for five years can burn you out, especially yeah. if it takes a lot of energy. And you just kind of realize that, like, you had, you've been working. I mean, I, at that point, I had been wanting to be a pianist, like, my whole life. And then I was just, like, dragging a keyboard around playing random gigs. And I was like, this is, like, what I work that hard for, kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. No, yeah. I know. I, I know that feeling. Just mm-hmm. the the... the there was a little bit of that just in being an artist. It's like, yeah. this is what I decided that I wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, part of it was also like, I, I've always been in mu- into music as well. But um, but at one point I just decided, especially like because of Napster and all of that, I was like, oh, there's no like money mm-hmm. to be made in this. Nope. Uh, and then I switched to art, which was like the most lucrative decision that I've ever <laughs> made. <laughs> But, uh, but so like now you, you, you perform at places like Coaxial, which are like, uh, audio art spaces, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what other ones are there out here in LA? Let's see, human resources is pretty good. Beta yeah. level, Automata does stuff. Beta level is that basement in, yeah. In, yeah, in Chinatown. That health hazard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it though. <laughs> I've been there. It's nice. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Uh, good for music. Yeah. It's really good. And then, um. 
where else have I played? Some galleries will do like sound art stuff. Um, mm. Battery books and music does concerts. And like, what's the, you, you kind of, is it what I see from Instagram that you do? Like you, you're, you're into, uh, well, obviously, which is going to eventually be <laughs> the topic we transition into <laughs> is cats. <laughs> Cause you've gone on the deep end, off the deep end oh, in I terms really of posting. Like, <laughs> I don't even know how many cat accounts you have, but you probably sustain an entire economy. Just <laughs> I make sure to like the post before I repost. Uh, no, no, no. I wasn't <laughs> but I'm always just like repost. You, yeah. Oh yeah, this one's good. This one's so fluffy. Repost. <laughs> But they all have such a regal air. It's hilarious. It's a, it's a very strange uh, <laughs> thing to like. Um, sorry, I just realized that my levels are kind of loud. But uh, yeah, I, it, it, it's, a, it's a fun way to project out your personality. <laughs> I like the story aspect of Instagram because I feel like you can just post whatever you yeah, know? yeah, and it's not like oh, this is what her art's about, or oh, this is what she's. It's like no, this is just like the random crap I find. Yeah, exactly. In my like catalog of like <laughs> of stuff that I look at. But you do you post uh, a lot of things, a lot of stories, or are they, they your actual posts? Sometimes they are of uh, of like things making random noises, and you yeah. collect you, you collect an archive. Then also you have a take a sound, leave a sound project. Yeah. So, um, or part, take a sound is it, um, or is it just leave a sound? Leave a sound. You can take a sound. It's flexible. <laughs> it's creative. Comments. It's funny. Cause I find myself leaving a sound and like realizing that I didn't actually follow my own score. And I'm like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> What's the score? The score is, Oh, I forget exactly, but it's leave a small sound wherever you go. And it's, you're supposed to do it at destinations only. Like you have to sit and do it or like stop, but I'll do it while I'm walking and be like, eh, it's close yeah. enough. <laughs> Whatever. At least you're doing it, you yeah. know. You gotta help it evolve or let it evolve sometimes, just so that it's sustained. Yeah, you know, yeah. And especially having like a full time job, I don't always have time to like make a piece. So I like yeah. to do like little snippets, and then when I have to go make something for a performance, I can like scroll. Sometimes I just scroll through my Instagram uh-huh. and like look at all the stuff I've made from months ago. I'm like, oh, okay, I can put this little snippet with this other little snippet. It goes with this snippet, and then like. Yeah, yeah, then you yeah. have a piece. You yeah, know? nice. It's just kind of like an archive of like... It's like uh, you're taking uh, pictures, essentially. Yeah. yeah. One but... of my teachers once told me that I... Because I could never make like a long form piece. I got too impatient. He was like, you you just keep writing etudes. And I was like, that's great. What's an etude? An etude is a little... It's a little study that usually in piano music, it's just like one technical aspect. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's really fast triplets or... I don't know, big chords. I don't know. It depends. There's just like one aspect of your technique and it'll be like a page or two of music and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really develop. It just kind of does the same thing and then ends. Okay. Um, so like, but would that, wouldn't that, isn't that like what pop songs do? Yeah, kind of. Okay. So, <laughs> so you're, he was like judge, judging it in terms of like non-contemporary music. Yeah. He was like, you know, I don't really, he wanted me to kind of develop and like, lengthen this piece into something a little more substantial but i just kept making like little bits yeah yeah i was like that's i mean unfortunately that's what i have time for now so it's just gonna be my art now (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah limitations uh breed parameters right yeah Mm -hmm. constraints i guess Mm -hmm. um that's interesting so but okay so you have this one particular thing that i'm still trying to figure out how it works is it just a platform it's a it's a it's an electric stir that you use to put like sometimes you put things on top of it directly sometimes you put things in bowls is that like what is that uh, collection of noises part of is this because it these are two separate projects right take a sound leave a sound Mm -hmm. and leave a sound is uh um, like open to other people, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so I just it's... have a hashtag to see if we can like make a kind of a library of yeah, like daily common sounds that we find. Like uh-huh. whatever your job is, or if you have to do something boring, you can like maybe make it something interesting out of it by yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, valuing like little mundane mundane uh, things that you may o- overlook otherwise, but like yeah. taking the time to like document it is is interesting. Yeah, and making it a communal project is fun. So then the stir is a different 
thing. Is it always with the stirrer or it's because sometimes I see aluminum foil and just like it's, <laughs> it gets random. Yeah, it's pretty random. I guess I find a lot of um, sci- either scientific devices or just like daily objects or cooking devices uh-huh. and find alternate ways to use them. Okay. Mostly for sound purposes. Um, and I think it kind of is a similar concept to the leave a sound where it's like you're doing kind of, you're doing your dishes and it's kind of boring, but then you like find something interesting in Uh a way like the pan sounds when you put it too close to the water, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or when you're boiling a certain substance, it's like, Oh, you could actually make stuff out of this. Or the other day I had a bunch of cups in one side of the sink and I turned the garbage disposal on Uh and everything clinked really interesting. (laughs) You know, I was like, Oh, I can make a piece with this garbage disposal. That'd be cool. Um, Well, it's such a, it's such a a specific way of processing the world, which is interesting. Um, But like, so, okay. So aside from getting disillusioned, I mean, I guess you just accepted that uh, is, do you never had any interest in, in music production? Like, do you compose music still or? Or is, the, or is this your main art, like audio music art practice? Yeah, I guess this is kind of where it's been. Because the last time I released like a music record, like actual, uh-huh. was maybe 2017 is the last time I made it. Okay, three years ago isn't yeah, that long. Yeah, it's not too bad. That's, you could still b- bump out a new album. And, and, yeah, and, 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 I, and have, have, and, I have something <laughs> I want to do. I have a bunch of songs that I wrote with this trio that I used to have. And we never recorded it. So I wanted to do like a solo version of those. Uh huh. So that's probably on the horizon eventually, but it takes a lot of effort and time that like sometimes I'm not in the right mindset to like play a whole song like and no, produce totally. it. You know. Well, the, the the thing the thing I was gonna give you credit for is like you are someone that's not making music but has like essentially been able to complete <laughs> and compose music before, which is like, if I was making your practice, it would be kind of a cop-out because I just don't <laughs> know how to finish a song. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, it'll just be conceptual music, right? But like for you, you're somebody that's doing it on, on a basis of having some like understanding of uh, music theory. So I find that interesting. You said you had uh, some files, I guess. So I have this... Rec- or album, I guess, that I made based on all the weird stuff I used to record with my phone around CalArts when I worked there briefly. Because mm-hmm. the job was not enough work for as long as I was there. <laughs> so, you didn't get enough hours, you mean? No, I had too many hours <laughs> and not enough to do. So I uh, would record like various sounds and then make tracks out of it. And so this is called, the whole record is called What Is It? It's a bunch of field recordings with hints, but it doesn't actually tell you what it is. Um, So this one is called, the hint is called Adorable. All right. So do you know what it is? No, it's it sounds like uh, it sounds wooden, bouncy. Uh, is 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 that in the right area? You, you kind of nodded, <laughs> or is that just a good description? Of it's the a sound? good description, <laughs> but the hint you would probably figure it out if you could see it because it's a door d o o r a bowl. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so it's a door. So it's, it's a door, like uh, a doorstop. Uh, doorstop yeah. being flicked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is funny because, uh, um, I re- like, I, it's a fun game. I like, uh, I, but I like having the answer, like, sort of embedded in it. <laughs> right. Some of these would actually be very hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I'll play one. I'll play another one. Some of these, like, uh, I took some liberties with the field recording, but I tried to keep it, like, at least recognizable. What do you mean? Like, you put it through filters and stuff? Um, I didn't really put it through filters, but I would kind of... Put some sick delay and a phaser (laughs) on it, bro. I would clip them up or, like, spread, like, um, slow the, slow them down so they're really long, 
long. I don't know mm. what that's called. You know, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just like different like audio, not really effects, but just like kind of altering the audio. But this one, I think I kept it pretty straightforward. So uh, I can actually just hear it. Oh, okay. Yeah. The hint is dental hygiene. Ah, it's not working. Sorry. <laughs> Dental hygiene. Yeah, I can play it from my phone. I think I need the Wi-Fi because it just pooped out on me. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's a pain in the ass, the Wi-Fi. Um, I can just draw it, pull it up over here. Okay. And then I will be able to hear it, but you won't, but you know what it sounds like. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so what am I, it's, it's Bandcamp slash... It's um, Aaron D666 dot bandcamp.com it's the one with the trash heap (laughs) (laughs) what is it yeah and the one i'm looking at is number 13 excuse me number 13 Mm -hmm. all right hint is dental hygiene Mm mm-hmm Are you pulling out um, dental floss from mm-hmm. a <laughs> from a roller? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Let's see. Let me see what name catches my attention. These are long. It's a minute. Yeah, some wow. of them are kind of long. You can you, you, know, you get the idea. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I didn't feel obligated to listen. Oh, I see. Adorable now. Um, so this is a whole album of these. Mm-hmm. There's another one, number 31, but I just didn't put it on Bandcamp yet. I keep forgetting. Oh, okay. <laughs> At your local hardware store. Oh. Let me see if I can turn up the volume of this. Does the player have a volume? Or is this one just very low? I don't know if the player has a volume. Oh, it gets louder, I think. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm listening to it with the headphones over my ears. And you're the one that can hear it. (laughs) I've done that so much. It's definitely a saw of some kind, yeah. 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 It is satisfying, though. That was when I was waiting in line at Home Depot to, like, (laughs) cut up PVC pipe. (laughs) Playground resident. Uh Uh-huh. Someone needs to get some WD-40 on Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) (laughs) That's satisfying, though. That's great. Is that several of them going? No, see, it was one and I kind of layered them on top of each other. It's fair enough. I like it. You can take that creative license. Just a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. It keeps it from getting too stale. Yeah, and I tried to make like little compositions so it's not just... The sound. Mm Mm-hmm. It just sounds like someone peeing to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it's a hard pill to swallow. You know what it is? <laughs> it's water being poured into a glass. It is pop rocks in someone's mouth. <gasps> <laughs> wow. That just got dirty in my like combination. <laughs> in my brain, I was like, ooh. Uh, okay. Above or below the equator. These are fun. I, I, these, this is like... Uh, <laughs> I want to make this a segment. <laughs> uh, what is it? With Aaron uh, Dimatteis? No. Damastus. Damastus, sorry. It's less fancy than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, where does, I don't see it. It's because even here it's R and D. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I'm bad with names on the show. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I know people as, as their Instagrams. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if someone changes their Facebook name, I'm like, that's your name now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, I'll, or sometimes I'll be like, who the fuck is this? And where is this other person? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, dreaming of fish and mice. Oh, this is... I didn't even have to hear it. That's a good hint. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Do you have a helicopter in here somewhere? I don't think I do. Oh. Well, my friend could use this for... <laughs> if, she, if she can borrow this for a performance on Friday. Oh, sure. <laughs> That's the person that I was telling you I was having a hard time with copyrighted stuff. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's anyway. just a cat snoring. It's a... It's snoring or purring? It's a snoring a little. It's like mouth is open, sleeping. Look at you with your subtleties on cat noises. <laughs> it sounds like a, a purr to my <laughs> novice uh, brain. Okay, springs here. I'm not. I don't. I feel like I'm bad now just playing your whole thing, but it is kind of fun. Um, some public restroom. Let's see if it sounds like pop rocks. <laughs> Oh yeah, this one I took quite a few liberties with. Okay. It sounds like a Xerox copy nightmare. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Someone's bullying you and just like, here, let's get a <laughs> your flat face. <laughs> this one is, I think it's a paper towel machine, if I remember correctly. But there was like a couple different ones that made like different pitches. It was weird. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to fix it. These are cool. I like I I I, I like um, absorbing. Like you know, I'd, as an artist, there's it's just like so visual for me. And I mean, there's some conceptual layers to it, but it, and I do think about sound sometimes, but not. It's not like the exclusive thing, mm -hmm. and the idea of just having text and just like, um, you know sort of having to like detach yourself from your other sentence senses to absorb it is mm -hmm. interesting to me this is it's a fun who is it uh-oh wait one more which one which one let me see let me see if i catch anything that catches my attention foil your plans <laughs> okay mm -hmm. i guess i'll have to go with that one Oh, okay. I, this one, I, I'm just imagining you with your foil like usual. Yeah, a normal day for you. A normal Instagram post. <laughs> I've gone through quite a few rolls of foil, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I try to reuse it if I can. I like flatten it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny image of you just like, like afterwards, just like. I put a book on it for a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> like people press leaves. Yeah. Uh. That's in, that's neat, uh, but I will stop now so that I don't make my life a living nightmare of editing. <laughs> what's uh, what's Cat Dreams? Is that Cat Dreams is my synth pop record <laughs> for many personalities. Okay, uh, I'd recommend the title track Cat Dreams. Cat Dreams, okay, I very on brand. So I get it. You're like bored. <laughs> you know, you're a cat I, I, thinking about what you could be doing, but you're stuck. <laughs> I appreciate the freedom that you have as someone who is like experienced and talented musician to just fuck around <laughs> and the credibility you have to just decide to make a synth pop record. I and I made this with like some of the jankiest gear. I just. Oh, you can hear it. it definitely. It's nice though. Uh, yeah, I enjoy that. Um, yeah, so, okay, let's get into cats, because you seem to have a very, do it, like, 
is your is your knowledge base very scientific is like what uh, are you just obsessed with them uh i think it's the latter <laughs> <laughs> do you know the difference between like types of cats like tabbies and stuff like that or is um, that to an extent yeah Mo- i mean i haven't really studied anything but i just like learning about them and I, I always see cats that I like and then I asked like their owners what kind of cat is that and all that stuff and then I started going to cat shows which are like pedigree breed you know okay and so I learned about those and, and what what is a cat show like oh wow it is such an <laughs> event please take us through oh, this oh it's so you, great you, okay the other thing the other <laughs> element okay what I find interesting about your cat interest at least as it's presented on Instagram you're also very into like morbid like uh, medieval torture devices, <laughs> uh, demonic portrayals in like uh, sketches of like you know like old manuals kind of th- shit, like sort of occultist like overlap, <laughs> yeah. and and I do think that cats are kind of like they do have that little bit of power, in the sense of like there's some weird shit going on with them. Oh I yeah, know. and they I think sense it's all things. connected. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I wanted that context before we get into because because it's not like a fluffy lovey dovey like oh aren't <laughs> kittens cute kind of thing. It's like uh, it's like I like cats because they're goth. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's true. Yeah, between like the medieval engravings and like medical curiosities plus cats knocking things over, not caring. Uh-huh. Like, it's all, I feel like, somehow connected to my kind of, I don't know if it's all, like, destructive or just nihilistic or enjoying of mischief, but that's definitely an aspect of my personality. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so I like angry cats, cats that look like they're up to something. Uh-huh. They're really beautiful, majestic, but they're staring at you because they know what you just did, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, Those yeah. are the kind of cats that I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, like, I find it a, uh, almost like a, um, a daily affirmation to sort of scroll through the cats that you post. <laughs> it's like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely some recurring ones. Um, there's one called Mousy, who lives in Switzerland, and she's always, like, <laughs> making weird faces, but she's really beautiful. She's really fluffy and pretty, but she always looks, like, crazy. Yeah. And she's one of my favorites. <laughs> and then I did notice that you don't ever post any dogs, but you have posted possums. or No, opossums. Yeah, I like possums, raccoons, rats. And cats. Those are my favorites. I'm not a dog <laughs> we're, person. We're not really branding cats in a good category. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's like They're critters. When politicians lump someone in with like, oh, you're like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Possums have a good side. They're not always screaming at, well. Do they scream? They scream. Okay. Yeah. And so like why, okay, is there any, you, are you into like marmots, ferrets and stuff? Oh yeah, I like okay. those. Because I knew somebody that had them and they're, uh, I don't know if this is just the guy or if this is the, a fact, but like they're not trainable. Oh. Like, and so he had to have like toilet pa- or Ew. like toilets laid out throughout the apartment wherever. I thought ferrets were, but maybe not. I, I could be completely wrong. Maybe this I'm guy thinking, was also I know rabbits gross. are trainable, but I don't think maybe not ferrets. Yeah. This guy used to spit hawk loogies into a, a, a towel that he kept. For that purpose. So, I mean, just, yeah, it, yeah. Florida's that's a weird place. Character. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have ferrets here. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, that's why I am not so sure that they can be trained. Yeah. I think that they're like. Because if they get out, I think it's just a free for all. Like. Oh, really? And they'll yeah. just kill anything? I don't, or I don't know why. I think they're just invasive of some sort. Like. Yeah. They mess up the ecosystem. Yeah. I saw a thing that iguanas are fainting and falling from trees from the cold over in florida oh really yeah oh that's sad <laughs> yeah but it, i don't know they're the the way that these creatures fit into like the ecosystem now is interesting and i i don't know i always find that it's i, I don't want to shit on dog people you know that's not my <laughs> mission <laughs> i like dogs but there is, uh, they both are like domesticated and, um, what's it, unnaturally selected to become what they are. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. I just like, I don't want something like waiting 
for me that desperately <laughs> as a dog yeah. does. Like that just is like, ang- just gives me anxiety thinking of something like loving me that unconditionally and that like need based. Like it's like, yeah. Uh, what if I'm a dick? <laughs> I just, I'm not that kind of, I like to kind of do what I feel like. I don't like to have to check my phone all the time. I like to like go to the country for a, a day and come back whenever Wait, we like i gotta get into that what, <laughs> you know i just like to do whatever so like thinking about having like a dog like anxiously waiting for me the moment yeah. i leave i don't know that stresses me out yeah it's, and i feel it, bad like because yeah. you have to leave eventually yeah whereas the cat is just like finally fuck i know now i can mess up the toilet paper and like scratch up the couch and you're like whatever keeps you busy it's yeah. fine <laughs> So have you had any cats or do you, you don't, I, I know that I you don't, don't currently, currently have, cat, have cats. Unfortunately, but I've, I grew up with a cat, a big orange tabby. Uh-huh. He was huge and kind of mischievous and he loved people food. He <laughs> once when he was a kitten tried to steal a whole pork tenderloin off the counter Yeah, and just, and like dragged it through the carpet and like all around the house, <laughs> like trying to eat it. He's great. But no, I don't have a cat now. We have an office cat, which is okay. good. She's very screamy, though. She's disruptive. Really? Yeah. She's got a weird, like, she sounds kind of like, if you weren't looking at her, you would think it was like a squeaky door. Yeah. That's what she sounds like. I had a cat that I had beef with for, like, her entire life. Like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> if we, we had a cat called Mia. It was just, like, super fluffy. Uh, and, and, and just like, I'm sorry, I know that I'm, uh, using the wrong term, but like, she was just a bitch. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I know that it's a term for dogs, but like literally that, the, the, the humanized version of that term, like she was literally just like, kind of like, uh, but I, you know, I ended up respecting her for that. And she, she died like, I was the only one, unfortunately, for her. Cause, <laughs> but we had like a nice like moment where she was like, kind of sad or not sad. She was just kind of like meowing and sort of letting me know like, hey, I'm not doing good. And I just came by and I was like, hanging out with her and stuff. And uh, that was a nice way to end it. Like, but, but I, we, we were at a, uh, at an airport one time. And this woman, I don't know. I get the sense that you're not a Reiki believer. Mm. <laughs> Jury's out. I don't know. <laughs> but there was this woman that was a, a, a an animal Reiki practitioner oh, that started some that, layers to that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was sitting there with the uh, with the the cat in the in the cage and like doing Reiki to calm her down through the cage and like and the the cat. I I, I guess my stance on, on on Reiki is that like, yeah, if you have someone standing over it, over you and you like focus, like it can play like games with your mind. I don't think that like, I don't think you could blind test and feel Reiki. Like, right. Like if I think it is like a psychological. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't mean to invalidate it entirely, but yeah. So, but whatever. So she was like sitting there doing this to the cat and telling her a little bit about our life, but she was like, talking to me about my relationship with that cat and she was like i feel tension interesting <laughs> just this weird thing and my mom was sitting there and she was like i want this fucking woman to go away and stop talking to my children <laughs> oh, this funny. charlatan playing like you know probably picking up on cues like you know and uh and then like regurgitating like conning her kids <laughs> into like this idea that reiki's real and that my cat hates me <laughs> <laughs> Cat psychic. Amazing. Yeah. Where are you from originally? Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that, you, you weren't going too far. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that how you got into jazz? Yeah, I guess so. Because it's funny because I was in this music program in high school and I had the choice of either accompanying musical theater singers or being in jazz. So okay. I was like, yeah. I did the musical, like I accompanied for a little bit and I was like, this is a lot. There's a lot. What what was a lot about it? Just like just the, like, uh, just working with actors. Yeah, <laughs> they're just they're a different breed. I, I I you're actually the first musician that I've had on, and I do find that 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 that's a very different class of human being. I mean, not class. I don't mean to hierarchical, but like it's just a different personality type. Yeah, and, and just very intuitive in a very different way. And for someone like me who's pretty introverted and 
I don't really enjoy giving a lot of direction and I don't really like being bossed around. And sometimes there's just like someone who's like a larger than life musical theater performer, like in mm. me, this like mousy pianist, you know, it's just like it is a weird chemistry. So, yeah. so I went to jazz because the teacher was pretty mellow and it seemed cool. And then I took like private lessons and then I was like actually really into it. So, yeah. but I had been doing kind of like jazz arrangements when I was younger, like, Because as a classical pianist, I was mostly just reading music, but I always gravitated toward, like, that era. Uh Uh-huh. So it was kind of a natural, like, step into improvising, so. That's interesting. Um, what was, what's, what is the difference between Baton Rouge and, um, and New Orleans? Because I think we just tend to, like, lump them in together. Yeah. Um. Is it as Creole? I mean, it's Baton Rouge. It's actually, let's see, Baton Rouge has more of a Cajun population, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then um, New Orleans, I guess, would be more Creole. It's a different, they're both actually, like the food can be kind of similar, but they're actually pretty different culture, I think. Oh, okay. I didn't know um, Which I'm not a part of either culture, so I'm just. Yeah, you're yeah. not a representative, but no. you're, you know more about it than I do, so. <laughs> <laughs> like Cajun and like. In just that- don't say anything like, you know, the Creoles are dirty. And <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I don't mean that. I was making a joke about what not to say. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, so Cajun, like there'd be more like Cajun music and, and there's like some Zydeco music in Baton Rouge also, which is like a lot of um, accordions and squeeze boxes, which are like accordions in one or two keys like -hmm. instead of a full range of like keys that you can play with a big accordion the squeeze boxes are like smaller okay and they're usually an e or a because they play with guitarists okay and they all kind of play in the same key um depending on the singer i guess um and that's sung in like cajun french which is really interesting language but i don't understand it unfortunately i wish i did that would be really cool yeah um ben rouge is a really big like suburban sprawl too uh-huh. Um, it's a lot of traffic after Katrina, especially because a lot of people move there and it's just like kind of crowded and big now. <laughs> it's really? weird. Is it below sea level as well? No, no. no. Okay. So it's like a pretty okay place to go through the hurricane. Yeah. I mean, it floods a little, but it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's every, not quite everything near the swamps floods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then New Orleans, yeah, it's like there's Creole culture and then a lot of other countries kind of mixed in like there's spanish influence and french and also like before the civil i think it's before the civil war even there was a lot of free people of color who moved there so there's Mm. like that influence as well it's a really interesting combination of like cultures that came together like really early on yeah and i did there's a podcast that did a thing on the people that originally founded the area i forget what they're called there's something with an a Mm -hmm. um and how they were just like chill people that moved around that, that were like moved around for I I shouldn't even <laughs> oh like the Acadian people? yes that's yeah that's it yeah and yeah, then they, they were just kicked ended... out of Canada like the French area of Canada by the English for yeah. some reason I don't remember why I'm so lucky you know this because I was just <laughs> I was well I'm just lucky driving. you said that because <laughs> last time I went home we went to like an Acadian village and I like watched this little film about it and I was like oh yeah because I took Louisiana history like in seventh grade so yeah. it's kind of rusty <laughs> but the main theme of that dollop which is uh is a show where it's like basically they talk about like dark political shit mm-hmm. um that or dark historical shit mm-hmm. and like essentially they were just chill people that didn't want to overwork yeah <laughs> and like <laughs> and then that's why they were like yeah nobody was like oh they're not overproducing and stuff like that and then <laughs> yeah and then they ended up in new orleans which yeah. is like probably why the culture is is sort of how it is which is like just chill yeah <laughs> yeah it is really chill it's kind of one of the f- least capitalist cities and i kind of miss that yeah yeah. i have to hustle really hard here and i kind of liked having like some free time my rent (laughs) i mean i lived in the same apartment for five years and they raised the rent once by 50 dollars. wow yeah that's crazy yeah and i lived by myself and it was like 800 bucks a month or something wow it's just nuts like that just and i was like a freelance musician (laughs) you know so it's like it was pretty livable. Now it's, I think the rent's kind of going up lately. Yeah. Because people are moving there. Yeah. So. 
it happens. It's happening everywhere. I think there's no, yeah. I think, you know, the next housing crisis is going to happen and we're not going to be able to be like surprised. <laughs> yeah, I will not be yeah. surprised. Yeah. My human has left and I am bereft. I think I will be on the uh, The discrepancy between artist and, um, and musician, but the the Cal Arts angle is interesting to me uh, specifically because it is it's a very t- uh, specifically not, or at least in 2013 when I was gonna when I had an opportunity to join the program, they were very much about not non origin non object mm-hmm. art practices mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't. And you said that you did some you had some like overlap with visual arts and stuff. Yeah, I did, um, as it is the experimental composition degree, you have to do uh, installation, which is pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, and then I was also in the integrated media program, which I did also did an installation. So, I mean, it's still sound objects. I didn't really work on like, you know, objects and aestheticizing stuff. Cause I don't really know anything about visual art in that way, especially like contemporary sculpture. Mm. But it was really fun to work in space and using, like, a thing that makes sound that, like, also gives you a visual effect in a space. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, I found out later, you know how you make stuff and then you find out later why you made it? Yeah. 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 So I kind of found out later that I'm, like, interested in, obviously I'm interested in daily objects and why we use things and how things kind of make an impression on you depending on how they're displayed or how you think they're supposed to be used that kind of thing um so that started kind of be my angle on like a lot of the sound objects and like things i would put in galleries and yeah i don't know but so but was the practice in the uh, like so wait it was a two-year program right Mm -hmm. And what was your overlap? Like it was, you guys were isolated from the visual arts group. You just had access to the same sort of like, uh, showing facilities. Yeah. Um, well, there's a gallery in the music school, mm-hmm. which I don't know how new that is actually. It might be kind of new. Um, but the only thing I really had a lot of overlap with art students is because of the integrated media program, which is like kind of like a minor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you meet, um, once a week with like film video people and, and theater people and did you feel like they were in a cult too yeah everyone <laughs> is in their own little cult and it's so interesting where you're like in a crit and you know what like each group of people is going to say about your work yeah 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 yeah. I, I I I definitely had a hard time in art school in general. Mm-hmm. Just uh, you know, I didn't do a, an MFA because of it. That's the other thing that swayed me against like spending money yeah. to have just like, and it's not that I have a problem with crit. Uh, it's more that I like as I was like looking at the schools, it did feel like there's like uh, there are art ideological slants, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But like, like for example, if I got into Harvard. Mm-hmm. and I got a full ride, I probably wouldn't go there. Like, just <laughs> just because it's like, okay, so then I can learn to think like them, you know, and then yeah. impress people, but my worldview has been, like, sort of jaded and, and warped. Not that Cal Arts is, like, problematic like that. Cal Arts was just, like, they didn't give me a free ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. they did, they gave, they, barely, they gave me nothing, like, you know, and they're, like, known for giving people a lot of money, so I was like, oh, if I'm not good enough for money, I'm not good enough for Cal Arts. It's not, to me, like if you have to pay that much to go to school, like, I don't know. I applied to a bunch of different schools and like some didn't give me anything. And I was like, all right, I can tell we're not a good fit. You yeah, know, it's like, yeah. or like, I don't want to work that hard to like potentially not even like it there, you yeah, know? Yeah. So it's high stakes. It can be, I was just ready to go to school and I had been in Louisiana my whole life and I was kind of tired of doing just music. So yeah, I feel like Keller's kind of opened up like gave me kind of a bridge into LA and like a bigger art scene. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been really difficult for me just to like move over here. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I think that that was one of the things that the other thing is that like at that point I just had been lo- in LA for like long enough that I knew. Yeah. So then you don't yeah, really need it. Yeah. yeah. In terms of like, you know, and then I knew 
pretty much everybody that went to color arts. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like, like you meet one, no... it's really not hard to have access to everybody right. else. They kind right? of yeah. yeah frequent the same spots. Yeah. <laughs> and that goes for every school. Yeah, right? totally. Like you meet UCLA people that hang out together and mm-hmm. whatnot. I'm not like shitting on Cal Arts. Yeah. I got no beef with Cal Arts. I just but to me I was not you, uh, there are people that are very into specific artists mm-hmm. right and they they're like excited about having them mentor them and stuff like that mm-hmm. um those relationships haven't always been beneficial to me mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had very good teachers I've also had very bad teachers mm-hmm. and like um those are like relationships that you kind of have to navigate that are, that can be difficult mm-hmm. right and like so yeah. you either have to you you want it. You either want to study, or you, or you don't want to study with mentors, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, I think also the experimental sound program was less um, academic feeling than a lot of the other pro. You know, because you have yeah. a mentor and you do the, you read these books and you learn this theory and blah blah blah. The experimental sound program was like pretty open and. A lot of the teachers had a very different practices and a lot of the students came from totally different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was why CalArts worked for me because that program worked for me. Yeah, yeah, t- totally. But I think yeah. like, yeah, there's a lot of like kind of specific, you know, paths that like other programs make you take that like... Yeah, yeah. Or if I were just in like a, the regular music program, like performance or whatever, like I think that would not have been good for me. Yeah. Because, Yeah. Yeah, and I find I think that like uh, a common thing that you hear a lot of people talk to. Uh, I, to this week, uh, Jorge's episodes are out, and um, Jorge Mujica, and he's he went to Yale, mm. and he was saying that when he got out of Yale, like he still had the same identity crisis that everybody does after grad school, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like to some degree they do tear you down, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they love that process, like the, the well, teachers, yeah. yeah, and like and to me that just seems like. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> why am I gonna submit to you tearing me down? Yeah, and like, why when are you you're just some old person? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you might be out of touch a little bit. You yeah. Know, within and what's happening? Yeah. 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 I was lucky that the teachers that I had were not out of touch, and they're like they're all adjunct, so they like worked yeah, otherwise, yeah. and you know they weren't stuck in academia for like twenty years, like yeah. on tenure chilling. You know, yeah. So they never tried to tear you down because they they weren't part of that like weird academic like. Yeah, the, the, it, there's a the, there's a sense that that, and I feel like it's very patriarchal uh, that that that's like how you earn your stripes is to take abuse, mm-hmm. you know, and and I or it may be not necessarily be intentionally designed that way, mm-hmm. but human nature makes it so that like there's a lot of passive aggressive shit that goes into a crit, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I had two teachers in uh, in my undergrad that were fucking neighbors and I got in bad with one and then I got in bad with the other. And it was not for any like bitterness. I just was an introverted person and Mm -hmm. I was like, and they liked the stuff that I made, but I wasn't like, um, I was in their classes, but that's not who I was connecting with. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, cause I knew the work they made. Like one of them made photographs of her panties, like, and, and, uh, uh, you know, she was like a woman in her, like, she was an older woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one was very proud of uh, some shit uh, busts that she had made of uh, politicians in the 1970s. And that yeah. was... A, so, like, I mean, you know, like, okay, I'm sorry that I don't vibe with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that's like, people take it so personally, too. Yeah. It's like, I had a one of the experimental music professors came to my recital and, like, he didn't really like it. I could tell. And I was not upset. I was like, it's fine. You're entitled yeah. to your own opinion. Like other people liked it. Yeah. You know? But then in that situation, they, they can have like, it seems like this went better, but like they can have some level of authority. Yeah. So I just remembered like being in like unreasonable stress over, over crits yeah. and like, and then, uh, in my, uh, in my final, um, uh, thesis program, the, the teacher, like, <sighs> Like one of my me- actual mentors like stood up for me because I had shown him that oh. I got a C in on my thesis paper and mm-hmm. he I, I had written a lot of stuff for him for uh, for my uh, history photography class mm-hmm. and that's like the most academic technical writing that you can mm-hmm. do so he was like no there's no way that he deserves a fucking C he, that he would write anything that's C worthy and yeah. it was just like this petty thing and so like I did my presentation and I walked away. And I went to get a drink because I had been, that's the kind of anxiety I was carrying. And mm-hmm. like, um, 
you know. And then I came back and everyone was like, where'd you go? Uh, Bill, uh, uh, Bill McGuire just like totally stood up for you in your piece and like, and it was crazy. So, but then it was also one of those things of like the people that uh, were tight with the right teachers got their, yeah. they got their thesis project purchased by the, the museum. And it's just like, that's, that's how it, it is with the um, jazz school. Yeah. But instead of like getting your art or thesis published, you get gigs. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's so bad. Well, that's the other thing you're yeah. competing for these people with jobs now. Yeah. Like, or, uh, with these people for jobs. Yeah. 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 And it's just, it's super toxic because as much as I feel like I am personable and I get along, I, I can get along with almost anyone. We've been having a nightmare of a time. I gotta yeah, say. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, You're I, so difficult, Karen. <laughs> Thank you. Six, six, six. <laughs> um, but you know, it doesn't matter cause I wasn't part of like the boys club. So I still didn't get called for stuff. Yeah. That's... Even though I'm just a, probably i don't know about the same like i have the same personality just different yeah. body i guess and didn't i don't know it was weird and you kind of get gaslit a little bit because you're like is this just me or am i being like oh, yeah. sensitive and you're like no way this is not just me like yeah. this is for real happening yeah, yeah and it can be like that in academia too because you're like wait is that person's paper better or did they like hang out with his professor like how yeah, like yeah. what's going on here like this doesn't seem Right. But Aaron, America's a meritocracy, especially in academia. Mm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we like really smart, well-educated uh, Harvard people, right? Yes. And their why. worldview is so compassionate. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We can end there, I guess. <laughs> uh, hold on. Uh, well, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Are you doing any shows anytime soon? I actually did want to come out to one. I just right now I'm a pedestrian and uh, and a bus oh, rider. Oh no, that's and it's like it's I, I'm so exhausted. All the, yeah. yeah, I'm exhausted all the time. But I'm getting in shape, so I have. Hey. Hope. Yeah. Well, um, I have a show on the 28th at Battery Books. Okay. Uh, with my friend Cassie, we have a group uh, duo called Space Search. Okay. Is it music <laughs> or is it uh, experimental? It's pretty experimental. Uh, Cassie, last time we played Cassie, mm, hy- like hydrophone mic'd uh, mm. water and cylinders, I played a cone okay. and some slinkies. But is it musical or is it, uh, is it, would you, you're not, is noise a bad, uh, bad name for It's noise, but it's textural. It's not just a wall of noise. Okay. Um, and people tend to enjoy it because it can be a little bit of a spectacle, like seeing me, seeing us like put things on yeah, my, it's performative. Know. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, but it's not, uh, it's not necessarily song structure. No. A, B, C. No songs. Yeah. A, B, A, B, C, pop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you can be followed at Aaron. Oh, Aaron D six, six, six on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. I forgot the D. <laughs> yeah. They did, Aaron six, six, six was taken sadly. All right. Yeah. And, uh, I think you just busted me, uh, I, when I was Googling your boot camp, what your band camp at your <laughs> website came up because oh, yeah. I searched it. So you made as well, might as well plug that. Sure. My website is AaronDemastis.com and my last name is D E M A S T E S. It's spelled like it sounds. All and, right. uh, you can find my calendar and stuff there too. So. Cool. Mm-hmm.